Hi, this is Stephen Cornegay from This Is Just a Thought for Anchor Podcasting. You know, when I first got the idea for podcasting, I was lost. I mean, I didn't have a clue, but after some research, I discovered Anchor. So I said, why not? I mean, it's free, and I love free. It's easy to use. The creation tools are extremely helpful. They allow you to record and edit right from your phone or computer. It's especially helpful for those that aren't too tech savvy like myself. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, March the 31st, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, adequate, which means the rules for proper and polite behavior adequate. Hope everyone is enjoying that Thursday or will enjoy their Thursday. Well, the sun isn't shining here in North Carolina and much of the Southeast, I should say. We've had, uh, or we are going to have, but the uh, other half of the Southeast has had a uh, round or bout with some uh, stormy weather, severe weather, even tornadoes. Uh, Alabama and Mississippi got theirs uh, yesterday. So much so, the weather was so severe that uh, UNC, you know, they're in the Final Four versus Duke. Plane was delayed yesterday evening after they left North Carolina, headed down to New Orleans. Uh, It was delayed, uh, like I said, almost an hour. Pilots had to divert away from the airport and fly away from the storm. Man. Uh, Like I said, Alabama and Mississippi and, and, and some other parts of the southeast Got uh, some tor- tornadoes, uh, a lot of damage, but I don't believe anyone was injured or hurt. Oh, they may have been injured or death. But uh, man, it's coming up this way. Although they're saying that by the time it gets here, it may just be severe weather in the form of uh, maybe high winds and, and rain. I'll certainly take that as opposed to those tornadoes. Praying for those down there in the south. Man, the deep south. Well, as I always say, it is springtime. It is that time of the year. And just like I said, also, uh, yeah, the UNC, they got caught in it. Also had to throw that flight off a little bit and and hover around that area or fly away until they could safely land. Man, that just goes to show you severe weather in the south. You never know when or where it's going to hit. You just don't. You just don't. Uh, Sadly, I I hate to report this. certainly caught my ear and attention last evening when I heard about this because uh, actor Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with uh, aphasia, and I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Family released a statement yesterday saying that he has been diagnosed with aphasia and he's no longer going to be acting. Man, certainly hate to hear that. 
Uh, aphasia is, of course, uh, I didn't know, it's a language disorder that affects a person's ability to communicate. That's his livelihood. He's an actor. Bang. Now, it usually occurs after a stroke or head injury may develop slowly from a, a growing brain tumor or disease. Man, uh, still no word on how he ha uh, got it, but I certainly hate to hear that he's going to stop acting. He, he, he was a great actor. I know we all remember him from those uh, Die Hard movies or, or Sybil. I remember that. <laughs> uh, I always thought he was a good actor. I, I enjoyed seeing his movies. I just did. I just did. Man, wow. It, it, it's kind of makes you um, appreciate life more after hearing something like that from a uh, well-known actor. Just does. Man, it, it certainly brings it home. It could happen to any of us. Any of us. We, we just, you never know. You never know. All right. Uh, like I said, it is, of course, March 31st, uh, end of March, and also the end of Colon Cancer Awareness Month, and also the last day for the my uh, I think it was 1,395 squat challenge that was put on by an organization for colon cancer awareness. So this is the last day. And after I finish this podcast, I will be doing my final 45 to end out the month. And uh, I wanted to talk to you guys this morning since this is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. This will be the last episode dedicated to colon cancer awareness. And we'll be talking about the stages of colon cancer and the treatment options for colon cancer. Now, as we all know, colon cancer uh, is the second leading call, uh, cancer in the United States. And it drastically affects uh, African-Americans, males and females. I thought it was just males, but apparently it affects females too. As we all know, it's uh, usually from diet, uh, lifestyle habits, uh, bad habits, I should say. And it, or it could be hereditary. Now, the, the stages of colon cancer, there are five stages. And of course, there's, uh, I don't know if you would call it one, but uh, it's the beginning stage where they find cancer cells, but it's only in the innermost lining of the colon and it hasn't spread. So that's the beginning stage. Then you go over to stage one. That's when there has a tumor has been detected and it has spread beyond the inner layer of the colon, but it remains in the colon also. Then you have stage two. The cancer has grown outside of the colon, but has not spread to the lymph nodes. You know, the lymph nodes are what is part of the immune system and it helps fight off infection. And stage three is when cancer has grown outside the colon and has spread to the lymph nodes. It starts to spread. And stage four, the cancer has spread to other parts of the body. Wow. So I, I hope with those different stages, we all see the need and the importance of uh, those colonoscopies, those colon screenings. Uh, just like I said before, for uh, Black Americans, unfortunately, due to the lack of uh, the colon screenings or, or even just colon awareness of what you're eating and what you're inputting into your body, Sadly, usually by the time we get to uh, the doctor, it's usually in one of the latter stages and it has spread or has begun to spread. It's come outside of those colon walls and attacks the lymph nodes, how we fight off infections. Um, I got to say, like I, uh, 
by me doing this research and studying. I really didn't understand, uh, but now I see the importance of the lymph nodes. Like I said, they, they just don't help fight off uh, infections in certain parts of the body. Lymph nodes are found throughout the body. They fight off infections everywhere. So uh, keeping that immune system up after this research I found is paramount. It's just, it's just, let's just be honest with each other. It is paramount. Keeping the, keeping those, uh, your immune system up and, and running and, and whatever you have to do to strengthen that, if you can, to help fight off infections. Because what I discovered with uh, colon cancer is, um, it, it, I don't want to say it's preventable, but you can take uh, steps to help fight it off. Just like I said, by uh, changing the eating habits, your lifestyle choices, those cigarettes and drinking. Alcohol plays, plays a, whole, a huge part also in colon cancer. Alcohol consumption makes sense. Makes perfect sense if you think about it. It just does. Now, uh, let's move on to the treatment for colon cancer. Now, of course, uh, like with most cancers or, or what the, the first step is when, when you, you're suspected of quite possibly having cancer or whatever is the biopsy. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, that, that biopsy. Uh, I had a, a biopsy. I had a total of two biopsies, actually, when I had a, a skin cancer scare. Don't have it, praise the good Lord. But yeah, uh, I had a blister on the bottom of my foot that, you know, over the years it had gone away, but it had left some discoloration on the bottom of my foot. And the doctor um, really informed me of something, because like I said, not to get off the topic of colon cancer, but skin cancer, she said, you know, uh, it's not just discoloration on a certain part of the uh, on, on your skin, but a lot of times the, the true tell-all sign for skin cancer is the bottom of your foot in a discoloration. And that's what I had on the bottom of my foot with that old blister. So, uh, yeah, biopsies aren't that fun. <laughs> uh, that's when they uh, take a, a cut, a piece of your skin. And, of course, they study it to, to see if they find any cancer cells. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, it was painful because, <laughs> hey, all your weight is on your feet. So, yeah, biopsies for a lot of people aren't that fun, understandably. But it, when, when she explained to me why uh, I needed the biopsy, I had to put all of that uh, thought and, and feeling of unease aside and find out what was going on with my body. And this is, it reigns true with colon cancer or any disease or ailment. You got to put that aside and find out what's going on with your body. And, and that's the importance uh, of these screenings. Like I said, okay, back to the colon cancer. Yeah, a biopsy of uh, if they find a tumor, a biopsy of the tumor is taken. And you usually get your results in 10 to 14 days. Now, there are different different uh, treatment options for, uh, of course, colon cancer or any cancer for that matter. Uh, they can remove it by surgery. Uh, that may be, I, I know for stomach cancer, I've heard, and they may do it for colon cancer also, well, where they remove a certain part of your bowels, your intestines, quite possibly that affected area. Not too sure how they do it. They may do the same thing with colon cancer also, if it's, of course, like I said, if it's in the colon area. 
And then, of course, there's the old traditional chemo or radiation, which over the time, over the years, a lot of people have gotten away from that chemo and radiation because, uh, as we know, because of the side effects, long and short term. But I did find something out interesting a few years ago. Uh, I had a friend that had cancer and they, uh, the radiation or chemo, I should say, they were given it in pill form in which they said that uh, that chemo and pill form were, was less tra traumatic and painful. So uh, advances in medicine, uh, now you can quite possibly take chemo and pill form. Didn't really know that, like I said, until a few years ago. So there are some medical advances. We have gotten better with uh, uh, treatment options for, uh, of course, colon cancer or any cancer for that matter. Uh, like I said, the biopsy, uh, that cutting and, and that, that that soured a lot of people. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but it soured a lot of people from even, you know, hey, going to the doctor or when they heard the di di diagnosis that they quite possibly had could have cancer and they needed to take a biopsy, which of course is when they cut a piece of the infected or a suspected infected area out. A lot of people were like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but just like I said, when I found out I I first thought, nope, you ain't cutting on me. But then I thought about it, man, what if? And that's the, the, the thing with the mental or psychological uh, aspect of, of cancer or any ailment. The what ifs. The what ifs. And, and that's with anything in life. The what ifs. When your mind starts to wonder <laughs> and it says, well, what if, what if, what if this, what if that? Uh, what if they do this wrong? What if they don't do the, you know, those what ifs, man, they... They control a lot in how we respond to uh, situations and life events. So you got to keep those what ifs under control too. And that's another aspect of uh, cancer and treatment. Uh, the, the patient's psychological state, how they're feeling. Um, are, are they receptive? And that's hard to be receptive to something like this because like I said, it is indeed life-threatening. You, you just never know. But yeah, when they told me about that biopsy, I was like, ah, nah, I don't think I want you to do that. But hey, got to put your big boy draws on and handle it. Glad I did. Came back negative. And, and that was just a, a, a huge blessing to me. But, you know, like I said, the chemo and radiation. But uh, there's another uh, treatment option also. And that's uh, a medicine called Catruda. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Now, Keytruda is, is a medicine, like I said, that it, it's administered when the cancer has spread or can't be removed by surgery. That's in your advanced stages of cancer. Uh, that's, you know, like I said, like for uh, stomach cancer or some parts of colon cancer or um, any cancer, if they, if they could get to it, they may try surgery to remove that piece. But if it's in the advanced stages, they really don't want to take that risk of going through surgery because the, the trauma to the body uh, and, and the other organs and also might not be a plus. So they try to treat it with this medicine, Keytruda. And the research has progressed. It, it is FDA approved, by the way. And it is the first drug that was FDA approved. And they're still working on it. They're still doing studies. Of course, they have to. And, and gathering research data on it. But, you know, so for some patients, I guess if they can catch it or if it, it can 
interact or, or, or with the immune system because that's exactly what this Keytruda is. It's a, a medicine that is, um, of course, used for fighting cancer and is also a colon cancer. And it, it also works for uh, brain or spinal cord cancers. But it is the first FDA approved drug for immunotherapy based tumor types. And, and, and what, what Keytruda is, it, like I said, it's a medicine that works with the immune system. But the side effects of it is it can also cause the immune system to attack healthy or normal organs and tissues in any era, area of the body. Now, that's, uh, that may be a turnoff for some with this drug or, or what would probably many would call a wonder drug because they have had successes with it. But the side, one of the side effects or, or one of the alerts that we all should, you should have is that um, it may start attacking normal organs and tissues that don't have anything to do with the cancer. Now, some of the side effects are, for example, these are just a few uh, lung problems. You have a cough, shortness of breath, or chest pains. Or you have uh, liver problems. And, of course, with the liver problems, we know there's the yellowing, yellowing of the skin or whites of the eyes, nausea, vomiting, pain on the right side of the stomach, or even dark urine, tea-colored urine. And, of course, there may be skin problems, rash, itching, blistering, peeling of the skin, painful sores. Now, those are just a few of the side effects and a few of the, the organs or tissues that Keytruda can affect. I should say the health, healthy organs or tissues that Keytruda could affect as a side effect from taking it. There's certainly a lot to uh, digest and, and I can't imagine how someone would feel when they have colon cancer um it's got to be an uneasy feeling but at the same time with you know there are like i said there are advances in medicine but all those advances in medicine go for naught if we don't get these screenings and also if we don't change our lifestyles that's the catalyst for me lifestyle when i when i started doing this uh research on colon cancer, I saw so many red flags in my own personal life. The things that I, I, I have did to myself, my body, my person, and continue to do. But I'm taking small steps and there are small gains uh, to change your lifestyle truly. And this goes to that, uh, like I said, the, the psychological mental state of people that you know that are going going through colon cancer or any form of cancer you have to take small steps and you got to have a mindset that it's all not going to be cleared up in a day when you make that jump and you say hey i'm going to change my lifestyle my eating habits my uh, uh the, the smoke the bad uh smoking habits the, the drinking of the alcohol my intake of uh, certain foods I'm going to start eating more vegetables. I'm going to get more physically active. I'm going to take these screenings to see uh, if first if I have it or if there's a, a what they would call a genetic modifier that would make me predisposed to possibly having colon cancer. When you take that step to say, I'm going to change my life, you have to have your mental there with you. It's not just physical. 
it's more mental than physical to me. Because you can you can have all the physical attributes in the world, and you can have you can put your best foot forward and say I'm going to do this, do that, and I, 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 I. Um, it's a mental thing. You got with anything in life, it's mental. It, it, you have to have your brain, your mind, your heart, and your soul set towards that and that goal in order to continue on with your life. And and that's the um, like I said, that's the catalyst for me. Your mental. I've heard stories or I've read stories where people that were battling cancer or some uh, other disease and when they go to the doctor, you know, the doctor, in addition to, uh, of course, the physical examination, all the blood work, lab work, uh, the poking, the prodding, the pinching of skin or whatever, the doctor, uh, more often than not, all the time, ask about your mental because if your heart and your brain isn't in it, and that's anything in life, like I said, it ain't going to work. It's just not. Just like I said, with you changing yourself, physically getting more active and involved, you can have all the physical strength in the world. You can be the biggest, swollest, muscle-ridden person on this earth. But if your mind is weak, none of these things are going to work. I feel safe in saying that. And that, hey, it's just not. And we've we've all been on this earth long enough. Long enough, we know that to be true. How many times have we started out uh, just like with New Year's resolutions? I, you know, I no longer make New Year's resolutions, like I've said before, because uh, <laughs> it's just a fad. I can tell you, I've had numerous New Year's resolutions over the years, and I've broken every single last one of them within that first week. Some of them within the first few days of the New Year. Just have. So it's a mental thing where you have to sit down and hold yourself accountable and hold true to it. So don't sit there and say, this is my resolution. I'm going to do it. You just have to do it over time, slow and progressive. I started out the new year and I said that I was going to get more physically active. And I have. What, three months in, going into the fourth month, uh, I've completed a push-up challenge. I am going to complete a... um, Today, the the squat challenge for um, colon cancer awareness. And then I'm going to do the uh, burpees challenge for uh, stopping uh, soldier suicide. I'm going to complete that for the month of April. I found it easy. And I I think it's safe to say also, I find it easy to just set little goals for yourself. Small, minuscule goals. As opposed to this resolution where you say, I'm going to change all my life around in one year, in one month. Uh, A lot of people say, I'm going to start on a Monday. Doesn't matter when, where, or how you start, just start. Hell, if you start on Friday, you start on Friday. (laughs) Why wait to Monday? If it's in your mind at that moment telling you to get up, get out, get active, do something, do it right then and there. Don't set a day where I'm going to start. That's another thing that I, I have failed drastically at. So set your goals at the level you're at. You're at. That means get up and get moving right then and there on the spot. Now this this colon cancer, it is um, it's a serious thing. You know uh, the the treatment, the stages, and with those stages, those stages are um, like with the the stage that the, the the very very first one not the uh, stage one where they they suspect, but where you go in 
I would imagine that very first stage is when you go in for the screening and, and they haven't found anything or they might find the cancer cells and they might start the process there. So it starts with the screening. You have to get there to the screen. There's no way around it. Uh, no one can help you or no doctor or no medical procedure or no medicine can help you if you don't first get that screen. Get there in time. You have to get there in time. Uh, it, it appears, sadly, around that uh, stage two and a half or two to three, it may be winding down. Now, a lot of people have lived with stage three and four, and they continue to live productive lives. But what about those that haven't? They didn't get there in time. They waited and waited and waited, and when they got there, the cancer had started to spread around, like I said, around that two or three, it starts to spread. And a lot of times, depending on your immune system, that cancer spreads rapidly fast. We, I'm sure many of us uh, have heard stories or might even know people that by the time they got to the doctor, they may have been diagnosed, diagnosed with stage three in one week. And quite possibly when they went back the next week, they were at stage four going into five. And it was too late. So we got to start with those screens. We got to start getting those regular, regular, regular physicals and checkups. Just to, like I always say, I got to get on the stick also. I, I, I ain't going to stand on this soapbox and rant and rave and uh, point my finger and look over the the brim of my glasses at you and, and say, ah, oh, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. I am in the same boat with you as well. Gotta make some life altering changes. Gotta get my mental together to say, hey, get on a stick, do this, do it now. Stop lallygagging and walking around doing nothing. Uh, one of the worst feelings in the world I can imagine is when you finally get to the doctor, you realize, you realize it's too late. And quite possibly, all you had to do was get your regular physical and screening. What a slap in the face that would be. Just would. Just would. So, yeah. Uh, we all, every single last one of, of us, we need to get on this. And, and like I said, I, I also found, I thought it was just uh, the males, but uh, apparently females can get colon cancer, too. There's, there's a high number for uh, colon cancer, cancer in females. Also, makes you think, makes you realize colon cancer, like I said, is the second leading cancer in this country. I believe lung cancer is first. I, I think it's lung cancer. Um, like I said, wow, I've learned so much with this colon cancer. And, and, and I'm glad I took that challenge or that squat challenge to get myself active for Colon Cancer Awareness Month here in March. And today's the last day. I'm getting ready to go and do these last 45. Well, actually, I have to do 48. I have to do 48. Uh, I'm thankful and blessed for the opportunity to uh, start making changes in my life. A lot of people didn't or don't have that option at this moment. Uh, not to put doom and gloom out there, but this is reality because of the lifestyle choices, eating habits, alcohol and tobacco consumption that we're up against. It's not a game. It's not a joke. It's not a, uh, a fad. 
or that's just, at least that's the way I, I look at it. It's not a Facebook challenge. Um, it's a life challenge that fortunately, like I said, I'm blessed. And, and I hope you guys are also blessed to start making life altering changes to improve your health and well-being physically and mentally. Possibly more mentally than physically. This that does play a huge part in any aspect of life, not just uh, for uh, illnesses, but just in life in general. Get out, get moving, get active, and set yourself some goals, small goals to start out with, and see how they go. Hell, you can set a goal for a week. Say for a week, I'm going to do this. I guarantee you, by the end of that week, you'll be back in a habit, and you'll continue with that. I guarantee you. I just do. I just do. Well, I'm going to get out of here. Um, Got to get all, go into work later on and uh, get moving and get active and get motivated out there, folks. We got to, we got to do this. Just do. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. Go get those screenings. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.